Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox, 93.7, WEEI-FM, HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Marchand bumps Bjorkstrand and McAvoy and DeBrusque tips it home. 137 to go. What a game. Boston comes from behind. Late third to lead 6-5. I think it's just uh, being in the right spot at the right time. You know, it was a good shift by our line. Marshy won a puck battle. Bergy won a puck battle. And he got up to the point, and uh, I just uh, tried to get to the net. And it's just it's simple hockey, honestly, with you. But um, seems like it's been going that way as of late. It's always fun to score those goals. Everyone wants to be a part of it. But I think the goals leading up to it were just equally as clutch to get us in that position. Jake DeBrusque with the game winner. Bruins have won five in a row. They remain atop the NHL standings by just a hair. 44-8-5, 93 points, well on their way to a president's trophy and here's the kicker they just got better it's jones and mego with Arcam. we're here until six on a friday what's going on mego i'm doing all right yeah i had pop tarts for lunch i was as you know i was running i was running. not bragging just saying i was running no no i'm just like preparing it's gonna be a weird show today i was running very behind for myself and my schedule this morning so you know that i'm off and so I didn't have time to stop for lunch, so I just grabbed some Pop Tarts and you some were, Mountain Dew, and you were here eating we go. Arcan's weirdo snacks down the hallway. You were you were snacking on those. Those are good though. Oh yeah, They're like oh. fancy candy. Arcan, you're doing well. Doing great. Okay, good. Everybody's good. Everybody How seems, are you? Everybody seems like they're doing well. Oh, I'm I'm doing wonderful. I I stayed up late to watch the Bruins last night. I watched the Celtics win, win, win. Felt good about all of it. Bruins are making trades, and I'll start just quickly on the game last night. It is cliche to say it, but it feels like one of those, like, playoff atmosphere like the Dallas game we talked about the other week. Or, like, I don't want to overstate the Seattle Kraken, but the Bruins have had their issues with that team so far this season. They almost got swept by them. I don't want to call it a Stanley Cup preview or anything like that, but, like, it felt like a playoff environment, and the Bruins dug deep after falling behind. So it's a good win for them. 
and they don't get swept by an expansion team from a year ago, which, trust me, I was ready to rip them for. And you guys can weigh in on the bees, 617-779-7937 here on oh Jones and Mego with Arkan. Oh, my God, he's what? talking hockey again. I know. They, it's uh, that idiot from the internet. Well, I, I, just, I do enjoy that. People are like, you, you don't talk enough hockey. And then I talk hockey, and they're like, I hate when you talk <laughs> hockey. So it's just, you know, it's a real lose-lose. But whatever, you're stuck with us talking hockey here. To begin the show, we are going to mix in thoughts on the Celtics and the Red Sox. And, of course, the Patriots. So uh, make sure you get your Bruins thoughts in early and often here on a Friday. Uh, the bigger piece to it beyond the win, though, is the trade. And we had talked about Gavrikov and Chikrin and all these other names floating around until early yesterday. Dmitry Orlov's name was not out there in the league as far as I knew. It came out early yesterday that the Capitals may be selling, may be looking to make moves. And the first place I saw Orlov's name, I think, was on NBC Sports Boston. Just a, a, a piece up about what sort of players could be available. And the Capitals had Garnett Hathaway and Dmitry Orloff available, and the Bruins wound up netting both for basically nothing. A couple of picks, a first-rounder, a second-rounder, and a third-rounder, the second and third-rounder further down the line, Craig Smith's salary on the way out. Even I have trouble ripping this deal. It's like they got themselves a top 4D, a guy who might play on the top pair with McAvoy. They got themselves a bottom-six rugged player in Garnett Hathaway. I have a hard time picking it apart. The one thing I will say is it's pretty clear the Bruins are all in. And I wonder if fans feel good about that. Selling off future pieces for going all in on this year. I think I know where you're coming from on this. I think you should be happy. I'd be happy as a Bruins fan. They're attacking it and going all in because I wouldn't want to get complacent. I've seen plenty of teams get the President's Trophy and go on to lose. Get swept in the first round like Tampa a few years ago despite a historic pace. I'd imagine fans are happy they're all in, but I want to hear from you. 617-779-7937. Are we happy, Mego, that they're all in? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like this is fair to Krejci and Bergeron, who both came back, and I think with the intention of getting back to the Stanley Cup final. And it's two shots in the arm to keep this team, to pick up the pace and keep it going, you know, as they get through kind of the last parts of this regular season I don't I guess the only thing that I could say is that it appears to be two rentals two 31 year old guys and everybody oh they have all this postseason experience between them 11 years of postseason experience between them is what I saw a couple people tweet and write and it's like okay well that's not really something you're lacking on this roster so I, I do think it's like a great addition. I just don't think we need to gild the lily here of being like, and look at all this but that I, they bring. But I don't think it hurts that you're bringing in, you know, a, a player in Orloff with, with cup experience. I don't I don't think that hurts whatsoever. And shame on me. I should have given Keith full credit. Scoops Keith, I heard him talking about it on my drive home last night. He broke Sexy. the news. I heard it. Scoops Keith had the tweet last night that the Bruins were – Maybe moving out Craig Smith and maybe getting Orloff and maybe getting Hathaway. That Rich Keefe show at 514 tweeted, would Dimitri Orlov and Garnett Hathaway from the Capitals make it a successful trade deadline? Yeah, so like I saw Orlov's name was available earlier in the day. And I then he followed up with the Craig Smith thing. I didn't realize all the details and what was being worked out with, with Craig Smith. So This I think, might knock your socks off. I th- it did. I heard it live last night. Uh, Scoops Keefe uh, deserves job, full Keith. credit for that. He, uh, he absolutely does. Arkin. Oh, sorry, just really quick. I was going to say... It- I feel like for this playoff run, going all in, it's been 12 years since the last Stanley Cup. And it's not so different from the Celtics where it's like everybody talks about that 2011 team. Blah, blah, blah. Like they need to finally go back and win it. So to go to put some draft capital forward, to go get even two rentals that I think are valuable in the way that these guys are, it's the right move. 
Arkin, are they all in? Does this qualify as all in? Yeah, I'd say so. I think that this is a typical Don Sweeney deadline uh, steal. I mean, this is really the type of move that he makes, and he's been making them for a few years in a row now, and they're adding up, and they've put this roster in a much better position than they would have been otherwise. I, I, you know, There's not much you can say about Don Sweeney this year, aside from that kid they brought in. I mean, really, that's the only mistake he's made yeah, the no, entire you time. you can definitely say that. You can say that, and that was a total uh, idiot move to do that, to bring that kid in here, but other than that, he's been just about perfect and I think this move is great the only qualm I have with it if I have any qualms at all is that both of these guys are kind of wild cards like Garnett Hathaway is a bit of a lunatic and Orloff too I mean both of these guys have uh what well I was gonna say what's the deal so he uh, Hathaway spit on Goodbranson and got suspended for that he did but he's also just like sort of a crazy I mean he's no no no, I I know he's all over the ice I I know his history with the Bruins and uh we'll play this clip later on in the show I think Bergeron described him described him as like a a dog without a bone something like that like he's you know he's aggressive and he's gonna finish his hits and all these things right so he like finishes hits at the end of the period after the siren goes off. And and and, and Orlov, Orlov ended Kevin Miller's career. Yeah. Now he was not. It was in the Stanley Cup playoffs a few years ago. He was not uh, suspended. I, I don't even believe he was fine. He got a double friggin' minor for leaving his feet. This is Dmitry Orlov, yep. your new Boston Bruin. Left his feet and cross-checked Kevin Miller across the chin. Gave him a concussion. He never played again. Yeah, so I, I would disagree with the, the point of contact. I don't know if he hit him in the head. It oh, my God. Like he, it looked Go like he watch got him. it. I did. I, did. I watched he it five times this morning. Across, so he got a concussion by hitting him in the shoulder? I think he got a concussion when he hit, when his head hit the ice. But regardless, we're, we're quibbling over something that doesn't really matter. It's a dirty hit, and he was given the double minor for it. And it's just a long way of saying these guys do have an edge. Which Bruins fans probably used to hate about them. Oh now no 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 no! Now, now they they're love on the Bruins. It. Now they now love it. Garnett Hathaway. Oh, that's our guy. Yeah yeah yeah. No, so that that fraudulence I expect from all fan bases in this city. Really, all fan bases in all cities. To close the loop on what Arkham was saying, this is a typical Sweeney deadline. Say what you want about it. Like this is what Sweeney does. Just about every deadline, outside of your random Lee Stempniak, he usually goes big game hunting for the most part. Here's the unfortunate part to it. It hasn't really paid off. The Lindholm move last year, like, you have him now, and that's great. But that didn't do anything for you last year. You lost in the first round. Oh, my God. Remember how people talked about the Taylor Hall move? Taylor Hall, you're out in the second round against the effing Islanders. Okay? I mean, who else? I'm trying to think of some of his other uh, big-ticket moves that he's made. Coyle and Johansson worked out great in that season. So, I don't know. uh, Oh, sorry. The Rick Nash one, obviously. That one didn't Mm. work out. They got eliminated in the second round. So, he's done this before. They don't always work. But we have people like P.K. Subban on ESPN talking up the Bruins like they're unbeatable, like you can't possibly figure out a way to beat them. Listen, at first glance, watching that trade, I mean, those are the players that they need. They they round out their bottom six players. They have a fourth-line guy now with experience who's won a Stanley Cup, who's been with, played with Stanley Cup winners uh, in Washington, who can come in and slide in with the A.J. Greers, with Nick Foligno, and their fourth-line guys, Trent Frederick. But Dmitry Orlov, this is a top-four defenseman, and you have that guy slide into an already good defensive team that can add offense. He could be your best defenseman on any night. But joining Charlie McAvoy and Hampus Lindholm, I mean, the Boston Bruins look like a team that's impossible to beat. Okay, so it's it's hockey. No one's impossible to beat. Like, again, I, I know I, I get lectured on not knowing hockey. I get lectured. I know everybody's beatable in hockey. The top team loses to the worst team all the time. That's like routine. In fact, it's more likely that happens in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, like, they're unbeatable, please. One gripe, can I give you one nitpick on Orloff? Because I feel I feel 
dirty, honestly. Give as many as you want. I feel dirty being Why? so complimentary. Okay, it's, I thought you meant you felt dirty no, 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 being no, 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 I, I was like, this is very unlike you, the wanna, way that you're starting I want to get back in my comfort zone because okay. I feel dirty. I've been much too positive and much too uh, flowery in my praise. I thought the idea was to get size on the back end. I thought that was the idea. Orlov's 5'11". And I know he plays with edge. And by the way, I personally don't care about this. I wasn't complaining about their size on the back end. Grizzlick's too tiny and things like this. I never complained about it. I like offensive players. I like guys who can move the puck. Big Tory Krug guy. Yeah, I liked Krug when he was here. So I like I, Orlov supposedly, you know, can carry the puck right out of his own end and enter the zone. Plays and like, both sides of, that, the, uh, of the ice. That's a specialty. So good. I, I want that skill set. But for everybody who wanted size, shouldn't you be upset? Like, you wanted a stay-at-home guy like Gavrikov? Or you wanted a guy like Chikrin who has term on his deal on, like, a, a rental like Orla? Like, if you wanted size, shouldn't you be frustrated with Sweeney? I wasn't one of those people, but that seems inconsistent. They got another itty-bitty 5'11 guy who does play with edge, but it's not like he's big. It would be inconsistent. I just think that what they gave up was so minor They gave up nothing. The they so gave up nothing. It's hard to be angry and to nitpick this deal. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much to, to nitpick in the sense of, I wasn't looking for a major, major move. I wasn't looking for the type of move that you would make if you traded one of your goaltenders, for example. You know what I mean? Like, that's uh, the type of the thing. For that, if you'd done that. Well, I mean, really, that's the only other thing I can think of is planning for the future and bringing in, like, finding your centerman of the future and bringing him in now and, and trying to get that going now. I think that that's is the, a good. That is the good beat. Because, uh, sorry, really quick, yeah. Arkan, when you look ahead and you talk about, okay, what's it going to look like if this is the end for Bergeron and then it's and not going to be. Yeah, and Krejci not like a full rebuild or anything, but the center piece is something that you haven't been able to solve well, in years. And this this is the idea that you're all in. You know, you traded picks. You don't have a first-round pick next year now. You don't, have a, you don't have a second round pick in like three of the next four drafts. I don't care, but how do Bruins fans feel about it? Again, 617-779-7937. Can I hear from Don Sweeney yeah. real quick on the expectations for this team, which is sort of what we're talking about, now that they've made these moves? When push comes to shove, we're just going to put the best lineup together, and, and I think all of our group should understand that, that we were in, in this to try and deepen, um, you know, what our team looks like. And... Uh, and you know, no idea who we're going to play. We got to go in and qualify. I think we're in a really good spot, um, you know, because the team has played that well. And uh, you know, we're trying to reward. We have an ownership group that's that's supportive of uh, you know when the team's in position to uh, to give us the resources to uh, to add. You know, um, I, I can't say enough about what our pro staff has done to try and get us in this position to add, and all the work that they put in, the communication we've had. You know, and you apologize to your amateur staff because obviously you've taken away opportunity for them to improve our club down the road. And, and uh, but that's 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 the chase. You know, we're in it to try and win, and um, you know, got to qualify and and, uh, and go from there. So, do you feel bad for the amateur staff? <laughs> are you worried about the future? Are you happy the Bruins are all in at this deadline? As to his credit, Don Sweeney typically is. And furthermore, do you think the Bruins are done? Are they done? Should they be done? All that on the table. Six one seven 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 nine. 793.7, I do feel a bit dirty with how we've started the show. We'll start to mix in some other things, including the Celtics. They also won last night. Arcan's got all the latest in... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Trending, and we're right back. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Jones and Mego on WEEI. Smart to drive. Rogan thought about it. Tatum with the shot clock winding down. Tatum falling away to his left. Misses the three. Smart gets it away in time. And Tatum taps home the offensive rebound. The Celtics have lived all night by the offensive board. And the Pacers may just have died by that one. It was either I left all my shooting in Utah or still drunk from vacation. That's how I played tonight. Uh, but, man, I... Good stat line, but you know, really not a really good game. But you know, just for one, glad we won, and just try to find ways to make plays on both ends. It you know, just so we could win and everybody feel better about themselves. Yeah, just drunk some Gatorade. A little hard to hear that last part. You sobered up in the fourth quarter, huh, Jason? You said yeah, a little Gatorade. Tatum drunk from All Star Weekend. I don't think he meant it literally, but it's All-Star Weekend. He very well might have. And Jason Tatum had an interesting night last night. 31 points, an inefficient 9 out of 25, only 6 at halftime. But he did pick things up in the second half. How do we feel about Jason Tatum's night, an overtime victory? They needed overtime against the Indiana Pacers, 142 to 138. We can get to it with all your phone calls, 617-779-7937. Jones and Mego with Arcan here on WEEI, and we started off talking Bruins. We'll get to the Celtics and the Tatum conversation coming up. I, I do like what Sweeney does generally at the deadline. I like giving up picks and bringing in proven commodities, and if you can sign them like Lindholm, even better. Like I, I like that approach, and I do like that about Sweeney. I'm not sure I'm in love with him as a, a GM. He can't draft, but whatever. If you can't draft, you might as well do this. You know, I don't know that he really has the greatest understanding of... Uh, well, how to handle the PR aspect of it. I don't know that he has a great handle on that, but he has been very good at these trade deadline trades. He's largely been good at also, you know, extending his own players and getting them to take below market value, which is maybe part of the reason there's a hang up with Pasternak now. He had to break the bank with McAvoy. Maybe he'll have to do the same with Pasternak, but largely he's been very good at this. Ryan dropped this tweet in earlier today from Connor Ryan, who is where now? Where is Connor Boston. Ryan? Boston.com. Thank you. Boston.com now. Uh, he writes, Don Sweeney turned Eric Howla, Ryan Donato, Craig Smith, Anders Bjork, Erho Vakanainen, John Moore, two first-rounders and seven additional picks, so second, third, fourth-rounders, whatever, into Coyle, Hall, Lindholm, Zaka, Orlov, and Hathaway. So, like, that that's even hard for me to argue with. And I don't want to overstate what Hall is. He's a third-liner. Or, you know, what Zaka is, overpaid. Coyle, third-liner. Like Lindholm, I can't quibble with. We'll see about Orloff and Hathaway. But even I have to look at that and go, you got to give Sweeney credit for these. Even if the Bruins don't take home a cup, how are these bad value deals? These are net positives. He can't pick, but he can trade. Yes. You know, you can say that. Like he can, he can fix his mistakes efficiently. There you go. 
Well, in some cases, again, I mean, a lot of those trades that I liked before did not did not work and did not have the Bruins going on a deep run. So that's the cautionary tale of it. Along with the Orloff size, which I just I do want to bring up, and I brought it up in the first segment. If you wanted them to get a big stay at home, you know, physical guy, that's not what they got. And I never requested that. I I want guys who have offensive skill and, you know, aren't just standing in their own zone for 20 minutes a night. I want a guy who can enter the zone. I want a guy who can carry the puck and has some offensive skill and is a cup champion on top of it. All of that's great. But that's what I wanted. I heard a lot of people saying you need size and you need a guy who can eat up 20, 21, 22 minutes on the left side. He's not that. 617-779-7937. Let's start it off with Tony in Tampa. Go ahead, Tony. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hi, Tony. Uh, I got to say, first time calling, uh, first time actually calling uh, to the station in about 20 years. Well, welcome. Uh, I Yeah, thanks. Uh, I was born and raised in Boston uh, here, so I go way back uh, here and calling the EEI. I was there when it first started, but I'm in Tampa in Florida. Um, we're Listening to Pete the Meat, uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that in... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't let Arkan sidetrack you. What's your point yeah, on the go, on, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what I'm saying is that, you know, here the Lightning fans are just, like, uh, overwhelming. I mean, they just – they love their Lightning, you know. And for the Bees uh, here to be so good, I mean, they just uh, – so- His call screen says – I can't take any more. His call screen <laughs> says that he's going to be here for two parades, the Celtics and the Bruins. All right. Yay! I mean, <laughs> I understand fans feeling that way. I just – I don't say I didn't warn you. Don't uh, about the Bruins. It's it, and and it's um, as much about the sport as anything, but it's also about them. It's about their choking DNA. It's about them. The Celtics, to me, really are a true championship contender. They might be a cut above the rest of the league. The Bruins look that way. Like when you look at the standings, you go, they're a cut above everybody else. That's not the sport, and I'm sorry, that's not them. They've won President's Trophies before and gagged. And it wasn't just in the COVID season, right? They did it the Aginla year, too. They lost in the first round, I believe. They were President's Cup winners that year. We looked that up a few weeks ago. And in 2019, they lost the Cup and still had a big party. Remember that? Remember <laughs> they, did. like, rented out the club and yeah. Little John was there? and they that's, had to... <laughs> that's who it was. Yes, yes, yes. So, like... So, they may have a parade even if they lose. So, I, I just... I'd be... Why, they've never won in the same year. I, I would not be planning on two. Let's start with one. And if you get two, that's a nice bonus. Uh, how about Jonathan and Randolph? Go ahead, Jonathan. Okay, uh, the world needs Hockey Jones because I swear to Christ, all these hockey hardos who, who go on about how, yeah, anyone who knows hockey loves this acquisition. Like you, If you even knew who these guys were before yesterday, you probably thought they sucked. And if the Bruins blow this uh, going into the playoffs, It'll just cap off a 14-year run since 2008 of being the most underwhelming and underachieving collection of talent in Boston sports history, and you'll ultimately be less accomplished than the L.A. Kings. So I hope they realize that, that it's cup or bust, and it's all over after this. Okay, I hope they realize that too, but Sweeney's actions reflect that they understand that, right? And even some of what Sweeney had to say, I think, reflects that in what we played. Are they bigger chokers? I almost mentioned this yesterday. We were talking about the 08 Celtics, Mego. My mind is going here exactly. Okay. I mean, the 08 Celtics, I think, underachieved. I mean, you sorry, that, that era of the Celtics. I mean, they, the, 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 well, the 08 Celtics the didn't underachieve. Yes, the they, big three they, they, and Rondo. That's the better way of putting it. The, the Garnett, Pierce, Allen, Rondo, that group underachieved. They only won one championship. They should have had more. Absolutely. I say the same thing about Bergeron, Krejci, you know, I, she's not here anymore, but Chara, like, lump all of that in. I feel that same way about this group. So I know a lot of them are gone now. Rask is gone. Tim Thomas is long gone. Chara's gone. Krejci's back. 
randomly. Marshan's still here. Bergeron's still here. Like, I do feel that way. But at the same time, I don't know. They've been to three cup finals. The Celtics only made two NBA finals. So who underachieved more? I still think it's the Bruins. If they don't win this year, I still think just because it's a it's a longer period and you had them younger, you know, you had them for their That's whole true. careers pretty yeah. much. So if you look at you brought in a couple of guys who were 30 plus and one already a Hall of Famer, as uh, Arkan talked about yesterday with that 2008 Celtics team. And so you thought that you were going to get at least two out of them. But this is like, yeah, OK, it's great that they went to to as many cup finals as they did, but they to only come out of it with one, I feel like that, I, I agree with the caller, that's an insane underachievement. When the Bruins won in 2011, Lucic was 22, Krejci was 24, Bergeron was 25, and Martian was 22. Yeah, and they when, had 19-year-old Tyler Sagan. When you put it that way, who underachieved more? The Bruins. That's a, that's a good way the of putting Celtics it. The Celtics got their big three, and they were all in their 30s. They had a shorter window. The Bruins should have won more. All right, good. I like I like how we've gone from celebrating the Bruins to getting <laughs> back into our comfort zone. Good. Didn't take one. Good, good, good. I feel better about this. Uh, 617-779-7937. Uh, we'll take more of your Bruins phone calls. We'll get to more of your Bruins phone calls. You're hanging out. But I promise some Celtics talk as well. Uh, Dude, my palms were sweating last night. Watching the game? Yeah, because I sat there like an idiot on the radio talking about how this Celtics team was better than the 2008 team and yelling at people who were calling about football. And, and almost, then these jokers almost lost to the Pacers. They almost like, come out and lose to the Pacers. Oh, yeah. Powerhouse Miles, Pacers. Miles Turner yeah. looked like Dirk Nowitzki what out there. What is Miles Turner doing? <laughs> Turner was raining. I'll tell, him. I'll tell you what. I was ready to just celebrate like you read about and take a victory like you read about. Victory they miss lap. Aaron Neesmith. They miss Daniel Tice. No, if, if Halliburton hit that three on smart to end regulation, it would have been just an insufferable victory lap. Uh, did Tatum have a good or a bad night? Uh, so I thought he had a... You wrote to us he had a sneaky good night. I thought he had a sneaky bad night. Okay. Um, I thought that he was really bad in the paint driving the basket. He had, I think, four turnovers, and three of them were in the paint on the way to the basket. A couple of them were just, like, really, really stupid passes. They were doing that across the team. Jalen was actually the, for once, like... The least offensive. He had one bad one though. He had the one it to Al Horford in was the fourth really quarter, bad. which was with 22 seconds left. Like that, that's pretty inexcusable. And you wish that they still wouldn't be doing that when a game is on the line. But I thought Smart made some really bad decisions. Like the way that he was no. handling the ball. Overall, they looked rusty. Smart had like th- they looked smart weird. had three assists against five turnovers. Yeah, I'd say he had some bad decisions last night. Uh, Arkan was Tatum good or bad? I thought that it's hard to say he was good on a night where he scored 31 points on 25 shots, but 12 rebounds, 7 assists, he had steals and blocks. The turnovers weren't great, but with the ball in his hands, I mean, he was still able to be productive and do other things. Uh, Same with Brown. Brown had a double-double, too. They both had 30 points in this game, and it took him a while to get there, but I'd say it was, I don't know, I mean... It was a typical, my shot's not going in, but I'm still contributing kind of night for Tatum. So well, I'd say that's on the bad side. I, I disagree. I don't See, I don't think it was typ- typical. Like, when when he's missing his shots, you know, and he contributes in other ways, I feel like that's the type of game he always here's, has. Here's what I liked about Tatum last night. The loose ball that he fought over with Matterin, the rookie. Is that how you say his name? The kid who, uh, like an idiot, like a moron, fouled smart and then, like, cried about it and got teed up on top of yeah. it in overtime? Benedict. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The loose ball that they got tied up over where Tatum hit the deck and they, like, fought over it. Yeah. And Tatum's like, it's my basketball. You're not taking it from me. Like, that whole thing. I liked that out of Tatum last night. I actually did. Tatum was asked about it after the game, fighting over the loose ball with Matterin. Let's hear Chaos. It. The ref's telling us to let go. Uh, 
Matherin saying, you know, he wasn't letting go, and I for sure wasn't letting the ball go. Uh, those plays can be big, right? You know, you know that gives you momentum. The team sees, you know, whether it's the best player, the, the youngest player, the oldest player, dive on the floor, fighting for the ball, right? You know, you come up with that ball, you know, that the team feeds off that energy, right? And you can see everybody was excited um, and, and, and hype. And I think that kind of was one of the, you know, big moments of the game. And, you know, that was very important to me. I was, I was not letting go of that basketball. So I just like that Tatum is showing a little bit of that commitment. Now, I, I got tweets last night. Oh, look at the heart from Tatum Jones, even with a bad wrist. Okay. Like, save me the bad wrist part. Can you spare me that part like of Giannis it? Giannis has a bad wrist. Like, but, like, but, like, him actually diving and hitting the deck, that, that does show me something. Like, I'll, I'll give Tatum that. I think that's, that's some leadership from him. I, I don't mind seeing him hit the deck and doing that. I haven't seen enough of that from him over the years. Never mind. It's my basketball. F you. I'm ripping it away from you. I know the kid's a rookie. I know he's not going toe-to-toe with Jimmy Butler or something like that. But... I like that edge out of Jason Tatum. I It's one of the things that I wish he had more of. It's like, oh, yeah, you have a pulse. And, oh, yeah, you have, like, this little bit of an edge to you. Not nearly enough of it, but I want more of that. That's why I think it was a sneaky good night for Tatum. He sucked in the first half. He was better after that. He still hit your final four points in overtime. Two of them are free throws. But the other one was a stick back off a horrible shot that he says he took a horrible shot smart got an offensive rebound bricked a shot of course and you then know tatum, why he did that and though, then tatum right? got, yeah to beat the shot clock but it's still a horrible shot and tatum I thought gra- it was good in situation awareness tatum grabbed it and stuck it back he missed the shot tatum grabbed it and stuck it back he just in. had to get it up to the rim so tatum still gave you not a game winner paul pierce style arcan but he still gave you a, a, a shot that was the difference the margin in overtime i thought it was a sneaky good night for tatum not his best night by any means but i wish no, he hit the deck more i don't and did think that. anyone would watch that game and say that was tatum's best night i agree with you the edge i like seeing that he does need to show a lot more of that just he, you know what it is he needs to get meaner Yes, like he's that not, was, he's but that just, was mean. That was fighting over yeah, the ball. I, I yeah. like yes. it, and I and I the meanest thing you. he's ever done. It. Like, he's <laughs> not. He is not mean on the court. Like he's he's beautiful game, graceful guy, all of that. He's not nasty. At you all. saw it one time when he bumped. He dunked on LeBron James, and he bumped yeah. him. I think when he was a rookie. Was like yeah. Since then, ago, he's been super he, mellow guy. Think about one time. One time he put Deuce to bed at midnight <laughs> instead of uh, you know twelve thirty. That right. was the mean. That was the meanest he ever was. But it's just it doesn't seem like it comes naturally to him. And it's wonderful to go out there, have a good time and everything, but get mean. Even if it's just, to to your point, to a y- guy who's actually younger than him on the court, I would like to see him do that to older guys. It wasn't that long ago that Ime Odoka was telling him, like, stop dapping up uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like, he's on the other team. Or what are you Kyrie doing? and everybody else. So, look. But it was specifically Kevin Durant where he was like, stop letting these guys treat you like they're like you're their younger brother. Right. You're, they're the opposition, man. So, here, here's the thing. I, I have been very critical of t- Yesterday, I said Garnett would have made him cry. If the 08 Celtics took on the 2023 Celtics right now, Garnett would make Tatum cry, which I still believe. But if Tatum's going to do more of that. He heard you. That's why he was fighting for the ball. Maybe. Maybe. I'll pat myself on the back for that one. Like, if Tatum's going to do more of that then I'll, I'll applaud him for it. He still doesn't do enough of it. There's still not enough fire and edge and everything else, but that was a little bit of it. I would just like him to Which I finish like. at the rim. Like, he was so sloppy. I, I, he had a great third quarter, so I'm not going to take that away. But the end of the fourth, and even in overtime, I was just like, it just, I understand your shot's not falling, but still being... Still drunk from vacation. Yeah, he That's did. Why. He looked drunk in the paint. Well, like, being that sloppy in the paint is just not finishing. So do you see enough out of that, uh, enough of that out of Tatum? 617-779. 
793.7. Can I hear him just quick on his wrists? Because I got a bunch of these, too. Oh, look at him sacrificing his body and his wrist. Like, no, he's just sacrificing his body like normal and diving for a loose ball. His wrist? Could you spare me that, please? That was scary, y'all. Scary? You know. You know, they always teach you not to, you know, put your hand out, but it was so quick. Um, and you, probably, you guys could probably say I jumped up so quick because I was like, we saw I was scared. And I was just moving my hand because uh, that's the one that's been bothering me for a year now. And um, falling right on it, you know, I was really just, really just like trying to see if I could open and close, if I had strength, if I could, you know. And it was, it was painful for, you know, five, ten minutes. Um, but, you know, got it looked at. And, uh, I mean, it's sore, but. Yeah, I'll be all right. Yeah, and then he played 42 minutes, and he played 35 minutes or whatever in the All-Star game. The wrist is fine. Like, this annoys me about Tatum. Like, the whole, oh, it's bothering me now when he has an off-shooting night, and it's not a big deal when he has a good night and he scores 55 in the All-Star game. Like, which one is it? So spare me with that. One is a little bit more uh, physical than the other. One game is more physical than the other. Sure. Did you see how he landed last night? Yeah. He braced himself with, like, both hands. Yeah. Like, I didn't look that bad to me. I understand that he played it up and made it look bad. It didn't look that bad to me. So, Jason, dive in there, rip loose balls away from people, stop crying about your wrist, and, and, and you'll keep getting sneaky good night grades out of me. I liked it. Billy's in Taunton on the Bruins. Go ahead, Billy. Billy. Bill, Billy, hello? That's a no. He, oh, yeah. Oh, there's Billy. Uh, yeah, guys, I just want to say uh, I appreciate Don Sweeney and what he's done recently, but every we have to be on our toes because every once in a while he's going to go for reach for ascension and in the draft or hire, some, I don't know, try to hire some sketchy character out of who knows where. So I'm just saying that I appreciate it now, but in the future I'm not expecting the same. That's all. Okay. And I, I again, I it's not the first time I've applauded Don Sweeney at the trade deadline. I guess this is one of my takeaways for where we're at. I applauded him for the Taylor Hall move. I'm like, you gave up nothing. I applauded him for Lindholm last year. You gave up nothing. I applauded him for Rick Nash. Gave up nothing. Like, I, I remember saying this over and over again in all these trades, even even Coyle and Johansson. I'm like, Sweeney never gives up anything. And maybe that's more a commentary on the NHL trade deadline. It's like, you're giving up a first and a second and maybe a roster player to make the salaries work or maybe a prospect. It's like you're not usually giving up a big-ticket player off your team. He also found a way for the, the Capitals to eat like 88% of the, the yeah, so what contract. Is it? They, tra- right. they traded in Minnesota they first. They got Minnesota worked in. They Minnesota, retained 50%. Yeah, so Minnesota got uh, Andre, not Svechnikov, but the, uh, another Andre Svechnikov, and they're eating 25% of the contract, and then I think – Washington is eating 50% of Orlov's contract. So they're yeah. not paying anything either. Yeah. So again, I, and do I care about the money? No, but it's a hard cap and you got to get under the cap and they needed to find somebody to take. But still, I think it's, it speaks to like Don Sweeney's ability to wheel and deal like this. Be like, listen, give me two good players. We're not going to give you anything. And you're going to foot 75% of the bill. Thank yeah. you. Goodbye. Just again, I've, I have fallen for it before and I'm like, Ooh, that's a nice move. Ooh, that could put them over the top. And usually they're out in the second round. Is there anything more you want them to do? I mean, I mean, Short of trading one of the goalies, uh, unless you're going to go back down oh, that you road You could trade again. Swayman after Which last Which, if you want to do that, go ahead. Well, it's good. Yeah, Swayman. Tough night for Swayman. Swayman had a not, and it wasn't just the goals, like, meaning the total. It was how they happened. That second the first goal, one happened in, like, five seconds. Well, that, that, one, that one was a three-on-one. Like, yeah. uh, the, 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 the second and the, the second third second goal, brutal. holy crap. Yeah. I, I watched, I, I was watching some of the highlights this morning, because I, I was in and out on the first period last night. But I was watching some of the highlights this morning from the Seattle broadcast, and they're like, oh, like, I... Did that get tipped? They're like, nope, just bounce right <laughs> off his glove. So, no, my guy Swayman was bad last night. I could use another center. I could use more center depth, but 
they got a bottom six forward. They got a top four D who might be a top pair D. I, I'm okay with it. I always want a team to do more, but I'm okay with where they're at. I thought you guys Boston people knew what hockey was. I thought so too. 617-779-7937. I never thought that. You can jump in on the Bruins. You can jump in on Tatum. Did you see a little bit of fire last night? Do you want more out of that? I'm sure you do out of Tatum. Uh, again, 617-779-7937. And we have Bet Roulette on the way next. Jones and Mako return after this on WEEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We are back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. All right, I'm going to give you a choice. You can either have the money and the hammer or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. You don't f*** around in this place. You got it? Boop, boop. That's it. Gambling. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. There's Ant-Man 3, or Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, if you're a pedantic arse. Ant-Man starring Paul Rudd. You know Paul Rudd? Oh, Paul Rudd is better than this. A plot so entirely predictable and generic that it feels like it was written by an overworked AI. Uh, it debuts Over, today. Under 300 million? 300 million opening worldwide weekend? for the opening okay, weekend. Worldwide. That's this weekend. He's well-liked, respected, and dating a beautiful and intelligent woman. Uh, the Wasp is played by Evangeline Lilly. So, so the woman. wasp is a broad, yeah. Yeah, she looks like she gets her hair cut in a vending machine, but whatever. The wasp is a broad. I'm going to go with the under. Wasp is a broad. College basketball question. The Kansas Jayhawks Hell and the Baylor yeah. Bears. Who do you like in it, Jones? It's a pick em. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk. Jacques Vaughn, Rafe LaFrance. They're going to wipe the floor. with ba- Baylor doesn't have a shot. This has been a clinic in the second half for Kansas. An absolute clinic. Nick Collison. And for the three-point shootout, Ooh. it is Buddy Heald or Dame Lillard versus the field. You know who I think is going to win this thing? Tyrese Halliburton. Dark horse pick. That's right. Here to present the 2023 Starry Three-Point Contest Trophy. Tyrese Halliburton. Damian Lillard. And I think that's a good bet, too, because he's got long odds. Long, long odds. I think he's got the longest odds. I think you're going to say arms. <laughs> All right, there you go. That was the recap last week of Bet Roulette. Everybody got it right except for me, although I'll tell you what, Halliburton, he had a great first round. I was looking really, really good until that second round. No, we all know he had a great first round because what did Arkan do, Mego, when Halliburton had 31 or whatever in the first round? I tweeted about it, too. (laughs) Did you just tweet about it? What? Did you just tweet about it? No, when it happened. Or were we all looped in on a on a text about it? Oh, I texted you guys too, but I also tweeted. You're like, tweeted oh, about cash it. money, here it is. Yep. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll turn on the three point contest. You know by the time I, I turned am? it on, he already lost. I was like, what am I watching? This I thing? went back and clipped the whole thing of me talking about Tyrese Halliburton, and I was gonna post it, and it just sat there in my drafts. <laughs> I never well, got to post it. Halliburton, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> if he wins, I'll have pulled Omega singling out the field. Yeah. Except you just got a wrong prediction like a Jones. We call that a Jones. They call that pulling a Jones. Now I'm 0 for 2. This is not good for me. So uh, bet roulette. We got six sides of the die. Uh, We'll roll them and we'll go with the bet that corresponds to it. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Mm, All right. Mego's going first. 
I as like, we have. Uh, I like the order last week. It was, it was luckier stuff for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt. Uh, did Mego go first better. last week? I think she did. Well, she was first in the recap, so probably. All right, Mego's got her die. She's rolling it. I can't see where it landed. What do we got? Two. We got a two. Dropping a deuce. Oh, this is great. Yes. The deuce. This is my favorite one on the whole thing. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, Jake Paul. Oh, come on. Internet sensation. All right. Jake Paul is fighting brother of uh, Tyson Fury, Tommy Fury, and this is happening on Sunday. Jake Paul is a slight favorite, but I'm going to go with a pick him here, Mego. Who do you like, Jake Paul or Tommy Fury? How is Jake Paul a favorite? Because he can box. This Fury guy blows? I mean, that a, Tom, Tommy Fury's thing? okay. Jake, Jake Paul can box. I'm, I'm definitely he just doesn't going like against the box, Jake boxers, Paul. You're going against Jake Paul. Yes, I'm so the, absolutely going against. So you're Jake going Paul. with Tommy so Fury. I'm going with Mr. Fury. Okay, Mr. Fury. I, right. I, I can't. I can't even support this other than I just can't stand that guy. I anytime that he's on the screen, I know there's plenty of people who feel this way when I'm on the radio. Immediate dial flip. Nope. Nope. Get that off. Mistake. Nope, this he, is an ad. He's, Close the window. He's the favorite. Go, I, I would go with him. That's I would favorite. go with him, too. No, no, no. The I'm whole, going with the Fury guy. I mean, that's good, and that's where my heart is. I want Paul to lose, but the whole thing is set up for him to keep winning, I feel like. That's why, that's the way he keeps going. And that's why he never actually fights real boxers. All right, Jones, let's I'm see your roll. i box Dylan Dennis. <laughs> box Nate Robinson. And that looks like a one. A one. Nice. Number one. What bet number one what on the bet roulette is the Celtics. Against my Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow at 8.30, Celtics. the Celtics are minus even, one and a half. Don't even care about the line, Celtics. Okay. The Sixers, what are you joking? I watched Doc Rivers last time. I watched how he didn't cover anyone or have any defensive adjustments. Never mind offensive adjustments. The Celtics usually, and look, Joel Embiid's great. Joel Embiid might be the MVP. Wouldn't be my pick, but he's certainly in the mix. He doesn't have enough help around him. And the Celtics do bother him. Similar to how they bother Giannis, bother him, not dominate him. They bother Embiid. The Celtics are going to take care of Philadelphia. Like, Philadelphia has talent. Philadelphia, I just, I can't totally buy as a real championship contender, as we've discussed before, and especially against the Celtics. The Celtics are going to take them down. So what, what are they, minus 1.5? Minus 1.5. In Philly? In Philly, tomorrow yeah. night, 8.30. I, I would have taken them minus much, much more on the road. They Celtics. are rolling right now. They haven't lost since the last time they played the Celtics. Philly. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, thought but, I mean, the there's an all-star break in there. Yes, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, the Celtics almost lost to the Pacers last night. So maybe. True. I, uh, I feel pretty good about it. Anyway, Arkham, what's your role here? All right. Ready? Time for my role. I, I said this last week. Both of you guys, your role, you just put nothing into your roles. That was what a good role. I threw mine up in the air like LeBron. <laughs> yeah, right over there. The yours, went like, yours went like a foot away. Arkham can't even be bothered to stand up out of his seat. What do I got to stand up out of my seat for? I don't know. He's running the segment. That's right. I got, a, I got a lot, a lot of plates spinning right well, now. What did you roll? Yeah, we can tap dance for a couple of seconds while you stand up, for God's sake. I rolled a four, huh. and that is Bruins minus one and a half at the Vancouver Canucks. That game is tomorrow as well. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that the Bruins win this game, but maybe not by more than a goal. So I'm going to take Vancouver. Uh, I'm going to take Vancouver to cover the one and a half. And that's uh. not any way to shape or form me thinking that uh, the Canucks are better than the Bruins. I just think that was a big game to start off that road trip. And um, I would, I could see I could see the Bruins winning, but just not by more than a goal. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, take Vancouver. Arkan hates the Bruins. I hate them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they stink. Interesting, bold decision there. Okay. That's right. So Arkan's going against the Bruins. I'm going in favor of the Celtics. And Mego is... Uh, I'm just against Jake Paul. There you go. Yeah, we're all... We're I don't all... even care if it's the smart pick or not because I wipe you guys, like, the floor with you guys with this segment. I said that wrong. That was no, weird. I... I don't wipe you guys. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Are you doing not well? yet. <laughs> Fired by the Vancouver Can- Canucks. Canucks. 
that's uh, that's what it is. So yeah, so those are our bets for this week. Uh, you can uh, you can bet along. Uh, BetMGM app is a great place to do that. You can also, you know, uh, fade us as many people like to do. I, I know people like to go anti-Jones with their picks sometimes. I'm which, uh, fading the Tommy Fury prediction. Yeah, I don't feel good about. I don't feel good about that oh. one either. I, although I'll be honest, I didn't even know this was a fight this week. Yeah, it's a big fight. Yeah, you're like you're like a quasi expert on this stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right? quasi. Is that was that insulting? Well, quasi. Is, is that insulting pre- to call you a quasi expert? He's, oh, he's very into it. What, he ju- what's he your prediction, you. right? Uh, Jake, Jake Paul by decision. He's not. I don't. But think it's it, not like it's like blowing him out of the out of the water. No, no, knock, it'll no be close. Fury. I mean, Fury can box also, but I just I like Jake Paul gets a lot of crap for his ability. I think he can box, but as Arcan said, he is yet to fight somebody who's like a legitimate. Boxer. He's Tom, fought a bunch of like Tommy Fury MMA guys. Yeah, he fought Anderson Silva. He fought Ben Askren after a hip replacement. Who he knocked fought? out Nate Robinson. I was going to say, who did you mention? Nate? He's yeah. he's the one who fought Nate he's Robinson. Sm- Nate Robinson, no business being in there. Nate Robinson shouldn't have done that. Some of these, like Adrian Peterson, <laughs> shouldn't be in there. It's it's tragic. The both, he shouldn't have done that. Both no, the Paul brothers, better. they both box. Logan Paul he's is in the WWF wrestling now. Yeah. now. I don't know anything about that. You're you're in Gresham Landy territory. <laughs> but yeah, Jake Paul decision. Okay, well, that's uh, that's Bet Roulette. There it is. Each and every Friday here on the show at 245. You can mark it down. Arkan, you can get out of here. All right, bye. He really puts, he, I, I can't decide who puts less effort into their role. I, I don't think, know why you're so critical of I this think, side of it. I think it's him. We, we talked ourselves up as an athletic show yesterday, Mego. No, we said we had endurance. Yeah, well, that's... That, Cardio is king. I think we established that that's the original sport. Running long doesn't mean that's, that you're a good athlete. That's the original just sport. that you stick with it. No, but it's it's the old adage. Like, I don't have to outrun the cocaine bear. I just have to outrun you. That's a good point. That's, that's how we all survive. That's a good point. Well, next hour, we are going to get to High and Bloom, who runs a very, very slow <laughs> pace. Speaking of cocaine bears. Yeah, well, speaking of, speaking of slow paces, a man who could not outrun a cocaine bear. That would be high and bloom. We are going to get to the Patriots as well. Another hypothetical trade for Mac Jones. And this one I may not be on board with. It's a very positive day for me. I don't know what's going on. We'll get to it with all your phone calls. 617-779-7937. Brian Scalabrini joins Jones and Mego every Wednesday afternoon at 4.30. Brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market and Dr. Matthew Lepresti at Leonard Hair Transplant. Wednesday afternoons at 4.30 on WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.